Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We're up here on Ben Buckler once again. It's a stunning morning. We're at Lake Bondi. There is a little ripple <laughs> breaking on the beach, but apart from that, we're in the perfect uh, space. I'm looking out with the, the light is spectacular and it's so beautiful. It's uh, early morning, but the sun is just, it's electric. And, um, and that has nothing to do with the sunglasses I'm wearing, which also help. Uh, what I'm looking at right now, uh, yesterday anyway, I was looking out here and there were dolphins playing and there was a seal just down on the rocks. There's a flock of white cockatoos going past. I'm looking over at, I think, about 15 or 20 ocean skis doing training, which is uh, <coughs> my old sport. And I must admit, when I see it, I really, really miss it. Uh, <laughs> and nothing's ever missing. It just changes in form. Whenever we say we miss something, we're not being grateful for the way we've got it. <coughs> and, uh, well, standing here on Ben Buckler, it's, uh, it's a gift to be watching them it's a gift to swim in the water and it's a gift not to have to worry about repairs and maintenance on my ocean ski and an aching back, which was of course why I stopped. When you say you miss something, it's just lack of gratitude for what you've got. There's a boat out there at the moment uh, dropping buoys with a big shark hook on it and they uh, are still uh, uh, baiting, what they call it, drum baits for big sharks and um, well I, I don't know everybody says they're catching a lot of dolphins but to be honest with you I, uh, yeah I think that's Bondi people trying to protect the, the oceans I've been reading a really interesting book I may have mentioned it a few times uh, when McKinsey comes to town it's kind of like written in a tone that makes you angry uh, and also defensive for those who have suffered at the hands of big business. I don't think McKinsey in itself is the topic. I think the topic is Wall Street. Uh, the topic is big companies and, and, uh, and small people with no voice. Of course, the haves and the have not has always been a problem in the world those who have not um, reach out and those who have put their hands in their pockets quite often. Nothing really we can do about this difference except to know that it's an imbalance in the world, in the, an imbalance in the world of nature and uh, that won't last forever. Or remember nature seeks a balance in all things, she doesn't find it. There's very rarely that the tide actually gets to high tide and stays there. <laughs> it goes to low tide. So, and it's very rarely there's no wind, which wind is just equalizing barometric pressure across space. Um, so with all that known, we know that there is perfect balance if we look deep enough, but on the surface of it, nature is seeking balance in all things. And so brings me to the topic of today's coaching, and that is about self-righteousness. So when a person uh, has a, uh, a sense of not being as good as everybody else in the room, 
um, and that is how they feel and they get nervous when they speak they get nervous about perf not performing to the optimum they get nervous about delivering paperwork when a person gets really nervous about saying something in other words they're shy or they feel insecure or in, 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 in any way shape or form it's because inside of them they feel superior and the superiority complex comes from overparenting. It comes from uh, going to a very, very elite private school where uh, everyone was treated as superior to the average. It comes from reading the wrong book at the wrong time, or it comes from joining a company that the company thinks it's superior. And this superiority complex that goes internally means that life itself can only defeat the superiority the person feels inside. So let's just say there's a, a guy or a woman or a person and they are really, really sexy and good in bed. And so they know how great they are at something that nobody else knows about, but they're really, really good in bed. They will have, they can inherit from that a sense of superiority to everybody else. And from that superiority, become shy in public about who they are. Not because they're ashamed of it, but because they don't want to destroy that sense of superiority by having it proven wrong. Pretty interesting stuff. Superiority and inferiority are, there are, you know, nature seeks a balance in all things and we're not trying to be superior and inferior. We're not trying to be either, but we will from time to time feel better than everybody else. And we will from time to time feel worse than everybody else. That's a vacillation that comes and goes. We need to own that. But if we let it start to become a, a habit, a permanent habit of feeling superior, then we will, we will also develop the habit of being shy and we'll also develop the habit of uncertainty and we'll also develop the habit of self-criticism in the public eye because we have a grandized view of ourselves in the private eye. This may or may not make sense to you. When I go into a sport like ocean paddling my fantasy of who I am in the sport is always far superior to the reality. And when reality and fantasy collide, which means I do really well on a day, I feel fantastic. But very often what happens in reality is nowhere near as good as my fantasy. I, I rub shoulders with world champions in, as an example, ski paddling. I have mates who are you know, age group champions. 
so I hang out with really, um, you know, Dean Gardner, uh, eleven I think eleven times world champion ocean ski racing. Uh, I considered at one point him to be a, a guy I could ring up, and he was sort of a mate. And so, by association, I considered myself to be really high level. And that was in my fantasies. <laughs> in reality, when it came to getting off the beach or coming back to the beach on the ski, I had very little experience and, and had very little, you know, uh, rubber on the road. I was playing by chance. I was a, a sort of fake it till you make it type of thing. And several times I came unstuck, to, to which, uh, which proved that I was trying to be better than who I was. I was having a fantasy and trying and actually got starting sometimes starting to get caught up in the fantasy and express it in reality. I think having a fantasy is great. I mean, we all can dream. I don't think our imagination should be tempered by worrying about whether we are going too far or too, not too far. But as long as we can label it a fantasy or label it an imagination or label it that and at the same time appreciate who we really are without having to have a calamity or a disaster or as it was in my case, a very humbling circumstance bring us back to reality. Quiet people who are shy, who are holding back, who, who are, are uh, nervous in a meeting or nervous in public feel superior. There's some picture of themselves that is flawless, some picture of themselves that is without, uh, without blemish, very pious, almost priest-like. That's who I think I am, and I don't want anything that I do in the world to destroy that image. People who are gregarious on the outside are usually have low self-esteem on the inside and think they're not as good as everybody else and therefore have nothing to lose by expressing themselves gregariously because the, the level of their own self-esteem is far lower uh, than anything in public could possibly uh, uh, reflect. Sort of um, damned if you do and damned if you don't. Up here at Ben Buckler there's a sign on the, on the podium or what we call it, the island in the middle. And the sign is, I'm better than no man, and no man is better than I. It's a funny thing to have up here on the, on the, on the cliffs. It's been uh, carved into the concrete uh, very um, professionally, so it's, it's a statue. It's a very beautiful thing to have written. I'm better than no man, and no man is better than I. And that includes the vacillating between the balances. And to accept that we are part of nature, and we are seeking balance. And if we go to one extreme in anything, we will have to go to the other. If the tide is, if it's a king tide, that we have here in Bondi sometimes, we have really massive king tides. The same beach will also have a massive, massive low tide. If we have massive high waves, there are massive troughs in the waves as well. The more extreme we go in expression, 
the more extreme we go in repression. The more extreme we go in repression, the more extreme we go in expression. If you follow that idea that we have a public and a private persona, you will understand that human beings are perfectly a mirror of nature. And I think there is a calm that comes over you when you realize that you and your idiosyncrasies are not foibles or things to be fixed or changed, but they are mirrors of nature and that you are in fact nature. This is Chris, have a beautiful day. Bye for now.